The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friend, L. Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw Countout. The only pro wrestling top 10 list on this channel that can be found youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Uh, yeah. There are plenty of other places to do top 10 lists. No, like but, every place does top 10 lists. But how many of those people can boast the longest top 10 lists in terms of minutes spent talking oh, about their subjects? Yeah. Not that, a lot of people can say they go a whole hour. It might be. Uh, some people might go longer than that. I don't know. Might not be a great thing. Really? You think that they're... I don't know. I'm just speculating. All right. Well, I, don't know, I don't know what exists in the entirety of... I'm not of saying that's a compliment. ...wrestling internet. No. That's not... I don't necessarily think that's something to be proud of. Anyways. Let's uh, talk endlessly on and on and on and on and on. I mean, we can't get to the point. I'm literally doing that right now. That's, I know. That's the idea. We're also available in the audio realm. Be sure to leave us a rating, review, or a comment. Really helps boost the exposure of the show. We're also on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. All sorts of great rewards there. Be sure to check it out. Yeah, if it wasn't for Patreon, going in raw would be like... Not a thing. Dither away. Yeah, not a thing. Just like that. What would you be doing if, if not for the, the generous support of our patrons? Uh, there's like a producer job at uh, the, one of the morning Sacramento shows here. I'd sell pens. Door-to-door like, pen salesman. Dude. High quality pens, though. Oh, only the finest of pens? Only the finest of pens, yes. Man, are you going to stick to like the high-income uh, neighborhoods? Mm-mm. They've got all the money to spend. I'm going to canvas every neighborhood. you going to go to those apartments more. behind Walmart and Rancho? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Would you like a $200 pen? You could write upside down. <laughs> yeah, if you're going See to you space. Look. If you're interested in writing on your wall, I mean, on your ceiling. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so, Larson's WrestleMania season, it's coming upon us. It's like a week away. A week yeah, it's a today. week from today. Yeah, it's a week from tomorrow. Tomorrow, sorry, tomorrow, tomorrow. yes. A week from today is G1 special. Yeah, that'll be good, too. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, but uh, WrestleMania is known for good stuff, bad stuff, and everything in between, including weird stuff. the weird stuff. Weird stuff. Uh, what do you think, before we hop into the most, the, the weirdest WrestleMania matches, what do you think is going to be the weirdest WrestleMania match this year? It's got to be the Andre the Giant Battle Royal with Colin Jost and Michael Che, right? You'd think so. That's probably going to get kind of weird. Bray Wyatt's not, he's not in WrestleMania See, this I don't year. know if that's be weird. It's just kind of gimmicky. And while gimmicky can be weird, I don't necessarily think it's one and the same all the time. Does that make sense? Sure. Kurt Angle Baron could get weird. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Triple H Batista could get weird. Yeah. That might be kind of weird. Maybe they'll get meta with it. Yeah, like they could. They're already doing that, kind of. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor's the demon. They might get weird there. No, not really. Asuka, Mandy Rose. No, everything else, I think they're going to play it pretty You're probably right pretty about safe. that. Randy Triple Orton, H and Batista might get weird because they're just a couple guys just having fun. Shane Miz. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Anyways, uh, so yeah. One thing that's kind of interesting about this list is that a lot of these matches, a lot of these matches show just how much things have changed in WWE. 
there that right now, uh, a week from now when WrestleMania goes down, we're looking at probably in the vicinity of 17 matches. Yeah. They are all pretty necessary. Yeah. There is nothing really that they could get rid of. If they could, they would do it. You need the IC title on there. You need the U.S. title on there. All the titles should be defended. The Battle Royals, you need to fit all those people in there. People like Battle Royals in general, at least mm-hmm, I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do too. There are so many of these matches, though, illustrate how back in the day, they needed to fill that time. Yeah. So they filled it with some weird stuff. Yeah, some weird gimmick matches. Mm-hmm. Just some... Let's go to number 10. It's the most right, recent entry on this list. Number, 10. number 10. It's just weird they went that route. Anyways. Braun Nicholas versus Thebar. Oh, you made them all, both teams' names, one word. You see how I did that? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's clever. That's good. Yeah, so, uh, of course, clever. to recap... Who the hell's uh, that little kid? That's Nicholas. Oh. That's referee John Cohn's kid. True. So, uh, backstory to this a little bit. Uh, Braun had secured himself a tag title shot going to Mania against Thebar. However, Braun was without a partner. And so we were, I think we spent a lot of time speculating who his partner would be. Would he just win him himself, proving his dominance in the process, bearing Thebar? Would he enlist a friend of his? As, as much as a friend as Braun has. You know, I think it was around this time where maybe when he and Finn were, were palling around a little bit, the little buddy era mm-hmm. with Finn. I cut my timeline a bit off. Uh, but we were talking a lot about it. In no universe did we speculate that he go to the audience, grab a kid, and win the tag titles with that kid. Yeah, it was, bit, it was bad. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> it was really weird. Like, because <clears throat> Braun pretty much just, he, I mean, he, he won the match himself. How is. Yeah, that kid couldn't fight. How is Braun tag teaming with Kid any less of a burial for Thebar than Braun just doing it by himself? It's not, is it? No. Because effectively, fact, this, this is worse. Yeah, it's probably worse. So it's, it was it was a weird, odd choice. Why not have an actual member of the roster be Braun's partner? Yeah. Why not uh, just have him win him himself? Yeah. I mean, if they just wanted to uh, 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 have vacant tag titles, there's any number of ways they kind of got about doing it. I imagine Braun winning the tag titles by himself would have done the trick just as well. Instead, we have the pre-main event uh, uh, match which elicits a few laughs, maybe uh, uh, gives fans a moment to catch their breath before the would-be excitement of the main event. Yeah, the supposed main excitement of the main event, which mm-hmm. is Roman Brock again. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't really add much to what you just said. It was pretty oddball and, to me, really groan-inducing. I mean... This is a moment when Braun took the, the step from legit uh, potential main eventer to Big Show 2.0. Well, that is that is the point. That is sort of the main point here is that even in the build, as you said, you know, if you have Braun, here's the thing. If you have Braun beat Thebar by himself as a big dominant monster machine, fine, cool. Braun is still comes out. He comes out of that. Smelling like roses, yep. Pretty strong. Yep. When he chooses a child which is the ultimate form of crowd pandering, you no longer become crazy monster guy. You're a comedy act. You're a comedy act. You are firmly a comedy act. You turn into uh, sort of like, the, I, don't, I don't really know if there's, I know, there, I know there's an analogy here, but you know those like cheesy kids movies 
where like a kid has, I don't know, some sort of like imaginary best friend who's like some big super powerful guy. Yeah. And then he uses him to combat bullies or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what movie I'm talking about, but I know I've seen something I'm sure like that. A movie like that exists, yes. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what Braun has become. No longer a threat. Just a cheesy kid guy. And uh, again, this year they go to him for cheesy celeb guy. Yeah. So this is two years running. That's that's his that's his lot now. What would like he needs to do? What so yeah he's gonna do the Colin Joe. Even here's the thing: there's it's a no win situation. Even if he wins the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, he's still gonna look stupid because he dealt with Colin Jost and Michael Che in the build. This is it's dumb, uh, and it's really difficult now for him. How did he go from like so like even if you take Kane, like Kane debuted. Killer feud with Undertaker, won that title off Stone Cold, granted shenanigans, but scary, scary monster. It took Kane like 20 years to go corporate Kane, goofy comedy guy. But that was still great because he had all that stuff in between. I loved it. I loved it. I'm just saying it took him a long time. Because he had done everything else and then circled back around to being comedy wrestler. Is it impressive that Braun has seemingly done everything else? (laughs) No, because he hasn't done anything else. He He won Greatest Royal Rumble. He got a belt we've never seen. Yeah. I still don't think he's won before all well, the tag titles here. His only hope at this point, I, I believe this, the only hope at this point is that the Saudi Arabian government loves Braun so much that they throw like 50 million extra bones at WWE to put the title on him. Mm-hmm. That's the only, he better hope he has some friends there. Short term. Yeah. That seems to be the outlook. Because, I mean, how is he going to get himself out of this hole? Maybe he's got to prove to Vince that he's going to work hard I, 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 I kind of feel like he put him in a feud it's hard to top what he had with Roman. That feud was great. But put him in a, a, a long-running, really contentious feud where he gets to destroy stuff a lot, people will come back around to him. You think so? Do you think he is kind of in the element of like a Bray Wyatt yeah, where yeah, yeah. he can always be that guy? He still gets a good reception when he Let walks me ask down you the ring. Then. What? Let's look at the past. When did Big Show get past the point of anybody, of, of him even being close to be considered, well, no, you can't bring him back now. That's not happening. Well, at the latest is when he lost a match to Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, okay. That was WrestleMania, what, 24? Yeah, I, th- I feel like it was probably during a time when I wasn't really But I feel like it was before attention. that, probably. Yeah. Okay. It was probably during that stretch of like five WrestleManias where he was always at WWE New York. <laughs> when he was just hanging out at the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Number nine. nine. Actually, was it WrestleMania 2000? <laughs> oh, and he was eliminated within the first five minutes of the match? Right. Could have been that. Maybe. Number Nine. Nine. NFL versus WWF Battle Royal from WrestleMania 2. Yeah, this is weird on a lot of different levels. This is, uh, you know, in the early WrestleManias, they got every celebrity, if you're generous with that definition, they could for WrestleManias. Uh, the timekeeper for this match was Claire Miller, better known as the Where's the Beef Lady. Where's the beef? If yeah. you were a kid of the 80s, you know that. Yes. If you're not a kid of the 80s, yeah, you have no, no idea, idea what, what the about. hell that is. You have uh, NFL legend... Uh, TV and movie star Dick Butkus, uh, former Chicago Bear. This part of WrestleMania 2 took place in Chicago. Yeah. As one of the rest as well as NFL legend Ed Tall jones as the other ringside referee. Um, what's really unusual about this match is that uh, more than anything, I feel like, in no way would this happen today. Oh, you God, about no. a dozen uh, former and current NFL players who were in this match. Uh, I'm guessing with next to zero training, and um, then uh, uh, you have them taking bumps. 
the, the risk of injury seems extremely high. Uh, Especially is, when football, with football players, what they're making these days. So the average salary among the 1,500 players in the NFL, this is according to the Sun Sentinel, in 1986 was $203,000 a year. I think the league minimum is more than a million dollars now. As of last year, the average player salary was around $3 million. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so it was increased by a factor of 10, 15. Yeah. Pretty much, and as we've seen lately, we discussed this earlier. So today is two. We're filming this on Tuesday. Uh, we discussed this. Players seem to get because of the way the game is played it, across sports. It's just more intense. Athletes are more. Athletic, they're faster. They're bigger. They're stronger. And they get injured more often. Yeah, I would think than they used to. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I th- it might be partially that, and maybe the severity of the injuries are worse. Yeah, maybe, that could be. Maybe medical protocol is a lot yeah. stricter these days My where they won't let players play with any sort of injury back in the day they might have yeah there's so much more money on the line how yes. much was how much how much did Gronk make a year before he retired oh probably like 10 12 million yeah and he was at Mania a couple of years ago and obviously he didn't do a whole hell of a lot because he didn't take any bumps no because he's a he was a big big star on, on the top team on one of the top teams um and so yeah you're what you said to get back <clears throat> to the point this would never happen today um, but man, way to capitalize on because the Chicago Bears at the time were the hottest thing they were in the, the country. They were, they were the defending Super Bowl champions. I believe the previous WrestleMania, WrestleMania 1, I think there was a battle royal that I think William Perry won. Am I imagining that? I've seen WrestleMania 1 at least a dozen times. I should have that card memorized. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess I imagine that. Mm. He won something, I thought. Yeah, I thought Anyways. that I thought uh, the fridge won this. Um, but then when it, it the, the finish wrapped, I was like, oh, okay. I guess no, it, it was Andre. Andre won. Yeah, Andre. Maybe the weirdest thing about this battle royal is that the Hart Foundation were wearing black and blue gear. Yeah, that always bugs me. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. Didn't like it. Yeah, there was a lot weird going on here. Um, but like I said, they, like you said, they're in Chicago. The Bears were the hottest thing. Even I remember how big the Bears were. Yeah, not only was wasn't the, I mean it was the fridge in the match, but also fridge had a huge pop. Oh man, he was an icon back in the eighties. But then a uh, 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 Jimbo was like Jimbo Covert was in the match too, mm-hmm. I believe. And then one of the offensive linemen for the Bears. Um, no, it was it was it was interesting to see the NFL allow that to happen. I mean, they might even have any say over it at that point. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if contracts back then even restricted them from doing other yeah, things, know. you I know? know? I mean, yeah, I don't know. But yet. like Bill Fralick was the defending or the, uh, the rookie of the year this season prior, and he was out there. Yeah. Young player. I'm sure uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, had a decent investment in him for the time. Um, he looked like he could have been a wrestler, though. That guy was was jacked. Uh, so here we go. Yeah, a bunch of – yeah, he did. He looked great. Uh, let's see here. We yeah, had Jimbo, Jimbo Covert, 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 Bill Fralick. Russ uh, Francis. Russ Francis. So do they say Bill Fralick was your rookie of the year? Yeah. Okay. Ernie Holmes, Harvey Martin, and uh, the refrigerator, the fridge. Uh, and then, of course, on the WWF side, Andre the Giant, Ted Arcidi. Who they build as the strongest man in the world. Tony Atlas, we know him. Heart Foundation, like you already said. The Killer Bees, Hillbilly Jim, who we'll see him later in, in, in 2001, and he looked amazing. Yeah. The Iron Sheik, Mekyu Hembel. King Tonga. Haku. Yeah, it was Haku. Pedro Morales. Bruno was in this match. Bruno San Martino was in this match. Uh, Two former WWF champions were in this match. Pedro and Bruno. Dan Spivey and Big John Studd. Who Did you also, mention the Killer Bees? Yeah, I mentioned the Killer Bees. 
Brian Blair. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh it was pretty silly. One of the the, the usual things pretty they quick, did. Though. Yeah, it was. The Vince liked to do at the time is bring a lot of celebrities, put in one thing, get mainstream eyeballs on his product. And they, and pretty it's, standard. It's always, it always works too. Yeah. It always works. Yeah. Uh Andre notedly was wearing yellow tights. Yellow tights and yellow boots. Um this was a year before his iconic Hulk Hogan match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um he didn't have the, the singlet on here as he did that match. And the finish came down to him and the Hart Foundation. Yeah. And he eliminated both of them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Including he gave a pretty stiff boot to Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. He fell down. You know, I uh, I may be critical of Bret at times, but he was always a heck of a seller. Yeah. Yeah. No one runs into a ring post like Bret Hart ever. Or a giant or person's a boot. Turnbuckle, I should say. Yeah. That's true. Dong. Moving on. Number eight. Eight. Butterbean versus Bart Gunn. We've talked about this match uh, several times during the course of our WrestleMania uh, count- themed countouts this month. Uh, a lot of the stuff bears repeating. It's weird that Brawl for All was the thing to begin with. Yeah, Why do they think weird. professional wrestling can handle any sort of shoot fighting competition? Mm-hmm. The fact that they uh, seemingly handpicked Dr. Death to win a shoot fighting, comp- <laughs> fighting competition still seems weird. And then you take the winner of this shoot fighting competition, Bart Gunn, who won in fairly dominating fashion, yeah. and then put him in the ring against a legit tough guy, yeah. like a competitive, like a guy who competes and succeeds in tough man competitions. Butterbean uh, is an odd choice uh, because I mean the outcome of this match seemed predestined. Talk about predetermined. Yeah, that seemed predetermined. <laughs> it might not have been decided on backstage, but yeah. uh, it was written in the stars for sure that Butterbean was going to knock Bart Gunn. The heck out. Yeah, we go into a bit more detail in uh, the worst WrestleMania matches or moments, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it was, matches, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the look on Bart Gunn's face when he's staring, uh, when he's having the stare down with Butterbean, while the rules are being read or whatever. No, Butterbean is, is sweating nothing. <laughs> nothing. And Bart Gunn understands that his career is probably going to end within the next 10 minutes. Well, his WWE career. His WWE career. Because you got to think, like, I, I still don't understand. Like, for him, it was kind of a lose-lose. Like, would they have really pushed him to the moon if he beat Butterbean? No. And if he loses, he's done. Yeah. So Because you know you're going to you're gonna look silly. Yeah. What, are you going to last with Butterbean? No, you're either no. going to get knocked out. No. Or you're going to run away, look like a coward. Yeah. So, I mean, if they didn't have to do this, if they really wanted to capitalize on... Bart's run and brawl for all. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
I mean, if you look at the, the, the list of guys he knocked out is a number of reportedly wrestling tough guys. Yeah. Dr. Death, JBL. Um, I mean, he knocked them all out. So just having Bart seemingly out of nowhere knock out a bunch of his uh, contemporaries, mm-hmm. why you don't try to capitalize it to some extent, at least give him uh, put him in a program for the Intercontinental title, repackage him a bit so he's more of a shoot fighter. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a weird, it's a weird thing they did with that brawl for all. Uh, so this is from Billy Gunn. Uh, from, let's see here. Uh, Billy Gunn on Bart Gunn getting knocked out. Wrestling Inc., has this transcript. Uh, oh, he's on Stone Cold's podcast. Oh, it was the Stone Cold's podcast. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, of course they did want Dr. Death to win. And I told JR from the get-go, don't put Bart in it. I told him from the start. I said, don't put him in because he's going to crush everybody, Billy remembered. When they were putting that all together and he was in, I just started laughing. And of course, JR, and I love JR to death, said this was a Steve Williams thing just because he was coming into the business and he had that reputation, but I just think he was in too deep. Uh, according to Billy, he could attest to Bart's toughness and fighting ability as he even witnessed firsthand Bart take on 15 guys at once in a barroom brawl. Billy said Bart only stopped fighting when someone stabbed him with a broken beer bottle. Jeez. He said, I've heard so many stories of him cleaning places out. I've seen him clean out one club in Orlando, and I think it was like 15 guys till he got a bottle stuck in his side. He already whooped 10 guys. He looked down and goes, oh, where did that come from? (laughs) Uh, In Billy's opinion, Bart lost to Butterbean at Mania 15 because Bart took boxing lessons to prepare, but Bart was a fighter, not a boxer. I think it was a disaster all around, and then you put him in there, and the end result is WrestleMania with Butterbean. You put him in there with a professional fighter, and it's kind of like, let's put an end to Bart's reign, which to this day, Bart still wants to fight him. Billy said, taking boxing lessons exactly where everything went awry. There was no part of boxing and no part of finesse, and it was ding, 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 and start swinging. So whenever they started to set this up and said, hey, we're going to have you do this, we're going to have you get ready, and now he's taking boxing lessons, so he comes out trying to box, and Butterbean just ducks his head and swings. Like, I think that's what bothers Bart the most, that he, he knows that messed it up. Hmm. That was the thing that put the brakes on it because he'd be like, oh, now I've got to go face him. Now I've got to learn how to box and move my feet and stuff. What brought you to the dance was these big old mittens just sling those around. Hmm. So I guess he overthought it and interesting. trained it in a different way. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, but it, it just it was very silly and very weird. It was weird. Moving on, number seven. Seven. Miss WrestleMania Battle oh Royal. It's from WrestleMania 25. This is highly embarrassing. So, uh, God, talk about things that would never be done today. No, they what, would what's, not. Mo- what's less likely to happen? This again today, or uh, this, or the NFL versus I WWE? This. They could find some washed up. Like they could find. They could do. They could a, find. They could not, find some not former active guys. They could find some recently retired guys who could probably do it. Yeah, like D'Angelo Williams. He was great in TNA. Yeah. Impact. Yeah, they can get some guys in between contracts that are interested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a weird situation because preceding this match was a very elongated Kid Rock performance. Mm-hmm. And none of the competitors in this battle royal got proper entrances. No. Nope. They weren't announced. Nope. They all came down the ring during the aforementioned Kid Rock performance. 
And so performance ends. We go to the ring. It's full of competitors. And they just say, here's a, a battle royal. You just have to be knocked out of the ring, not over the top rope. Uh, last woman standing wins. Uh, except in this circumstance, it wasn't uh, last, woman, last woman standing. It was Santino. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine this around the time frame when he and Beth Phoenix were were in a storyline together because um, he last eliminated her. And uh, yeah, in terms of it's it's a, it's it's a pretty low point in yeah. terms of how WWE treated uh, the women's division, especially on WrestleMania because they're talking about during this match the Rumble prior. I believe it was Molina defeated Beth Phoenix for the women's title. Mm-hmm. So you think, all right, major four pay-per-views. You think, or maybe it was a Divas title at that point. Uh, you know, you, you think all the belts are defended. Nope. At WrestleMania, this is the uh, the women's match. Yeah. And you have Santino win it. Yeah, I couldn't imagine how disheartening it would be. Or at that point, if they were just like, yeah, well, at least it's not a Playboy pillow fight. Yeah. At least it's not a Braun panties match, which is totally within the realm of possibility. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine how disheartening it'd be. Hey, uh, Sam, who's gonna? So we're doing this battle royal. Yeah, who's gonna win it? Santino. What? I'm sorry. What? What? Oh, he's gonna be under the name Santina. He's gonna be wearing a wig. He's not gonna do anything except for like toss out, eliminate both Beth Phoenix and Melina while they're eliminating each other. Mm-hmm. Then he's gonna be like, I'm a twin sister. Oh, cool, Vince. Awesome. Yeah, I'm getting my paycheck. So. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, it does. Suck. Meanwhile, I think what, what year was this? Uh, this is twenty five, so it'd been twenty ten. Twenty ten. Meanwhile, around this time, I'm pretty sure TNA was doing some pretty cool 2009, stuff. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. I think uh, TNA was doing some pretty cool stuff with their knockouts division around this time. Yeah, I don't know, man. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Number six. Six. Hulk Hogan versus Yokozuna, WrestleMania 9. We have talked about this quite a bit. In fact, we did a going in raw view on WrestleMania 9. It's such last a month. fascinating, fascinating little glimpse into a weird side of wrestling. Yes. All the backstage angling and politicking and, and, and backstabbing and people being two-faced. The personal whims of Vince McMahon on yeah, full display. It, it, all, it, all, it all is encapsulated in, in, in one moment. Uh, as soon as Bret Hart loses the WWE title to Yokozuna, thanks to some cheating from Mr. Fuji, uh, seemingly teleporting to the ringside area is Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. He sniffs a title opportunity. <laughs> and to the ring, he pounces. <laughs> like Much like Lex Luger sniffing a, a contract opportunity in that Mall of America. Yes, or is that Sabaro's? Is no. that Sabaro or is that an underwhelming contract offered to me by Eric Bischoff? <laughs> so Hogan, poof, just, just appears ringside. Ooh, injustice, you say. Here's my moment to strike. So in, in protesting Yokozuna's <laughs> cheat win and, and to, to, to fight for this injustice, he somehow gets a title opportunity all his own. Yeah, let me make this right. Let me make this right by putting the title around my waist, brother. Brother. The only time wrestling is right <laughs> is when I'm on top. <laughs> Bret Hart can't lace my boots. Oh, are you angling to come back to the company? No. <laughs> but Vince loved him some Hogan. But this is like... It was, it was, they. they this is according to the Pritchard podcast. They just put the belt on him for like a farewell run before he was gone for good. He had just come back recently from the uh, what was supposed to be his retirement, the previous WrestleMania. Mm. Um, I think to kind of lay low during while the whole steroid investigation was going on. But he shows up. He has a tag match with Beefcake against Money Inc. That was awful. Uh, again, just kind of says, "Ooh, here's an opportunity for 
for the the Hulkster here to get the gold again. And a clothesline and a, a leg drop later, he's the champion in a matter of a minute or so. And uh, if you haven't listened to the Pritchard podcast, WrestleMania 9, do so only for Conrad uh, basically interrogating Bruce Pritchard as to why they put the belt on Hogan and having it make zero sense and Conrad just losing his mind because of it. It's hilarious. You know what You know what also makes extra less sense about this? That, mm. they did, that Conrad really didn't take to Bruce Pritchard? Again, what was the reason for uh, for Vince wanting to run with Brent, Bret Hart? Because he's super popular in Europe, yeah. But also they because put, he didn't look like he was on roids. Yeah. Who was like the main guy in that roid trial? It was Hogan. It was Hogan. Well, here's the thing. Is Why like, did they put that title back on him? He's it, like the poster boy for that. I know. Well, here's the thing. is like Pritchard spends the entire like first half hour of that podcast talking about how popular Brett was in Europe. Yeah. And then Conrad does say, it's like, well, hold on. I thought you said Brett was super popular in Europe. And I think Bruce says, well, yeah, but Hogan is more popular. Yeah, but at the point of putting that title, like, they, like Ultimate Warrior, for example, he they brought him back and then the steroid thing started to blow up. And then Warrior got popperoids or something like that. And they got rid of him. So let's, let's transition. Let's get it on Bret Hart because he looks more natural, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then he was also amassing a pretty decent following too. I don't. Yeah, I don't think yeah it, was it wasn't simply. No, it wasn't of, just because of that. But I'm saying if that's one reason, it's like okay, which of our talents are over, and also you know, which of our, I'm sorry, which of our talents first don't look like they're jacked to the gills on juice? Okay, Bret Hart, he's the he's the one who's most over. Let's let's go ahead and run with him, right? Why would you then say? Man, you know that dude who's like we know is jacked to the gills on is like is Hogan. Well, it's because they go to Europe and raise the ticket prices. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't make any sense. No, they already sold tickets. Yeah. It's had to value them. Didn't make any sense, Bruce. But Hogan wasn't even on the t- the European tour right after Mania. I know it wasn't until the one after King of the Ring where he already dropped the belt back to Yokozuna. Didn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Vince took one look at Hogan, saw that he like trimmed down. And it's obviously he wasn't on it anymore. So yeah. he was like, oh, yeah. I just, I honestly think it was just Vince <clears throat> getting cold, cold feet about Brett. No, oh, it could be. I think his natural inclination has always been, well, you know, back then, anyways, you know, the, the big Jack guys and especially Hogan. So, uh, you know, he got in a stomach. I mean, he always him. thought, he, I mean, he, he, when he brought Sid over, it was to replace Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know, Sid is a huge jacked guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, jacked. that, in that period of time, I thought Vince, it seems like Vince, Cared just as much as having his performers look like attractions. Yeah, you know. Yeah, especially the you know uh, uh, the the, t- the top guys, and I think you know you, it's it's he didn't care so much seemingly about the wrestling ability. Yeah, I think he'd like the idea of, of huge people uh, in storylines together uh, fighting. Yeah, he wanted larger than life. Yeah, That's he wanted larger than life, kind of across the board in in, in a lot of capacities. I think mm-hmm. literally speaking, he wanted. Yeah. People that were just huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Number five. Five. Roddy Piper versus Mr. T boxing match. Another boxing match. WrestleMania 2, but this is a completely worked boxing match. Yeah, it was like a really bad, like, here's the thing. Okay, so uh, probably the best worked boxing match in history would be Rocky 4 or maybe even Rocky 1. The one Rocky mm-hmm, fought mm-hmm. Drago. Maybe it was the one where he fought Apollo Creed. I don't know. Well, there was two that he fought Apollo Creed. Yeah. It was a really good worked boxing match. Yeah. This was a really bad worked boxing match. Well, and I get the feeling that Vince thought, what this was 1986. Yes. 
So yeah, the Rocky movies had already been done. This is uh, maybe a year or two after Rocky Four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they're done, right? I mean, whatever. Yeah, Rocky Five, another few years down yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah, a couple years down the line. Uh, so I, I think that probably Vince saw those movies. You know, obviously everybody saw them. Yeah, and was like, let's do that. I bet we could do that. That was eighty five. Was Rocky we could do Four. we could do fake boxing matches. Well, maybe he needs to be aware that movies are shot a certain way <laughs> to make it look really awesome. And not only that, they have foley effects. Yeah. So that whenever you see Rocky throw a punch, you hear like a gunshot. Well, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's in the foley booth. They have someone punching a turkey. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's good. It it's really awesome. amps up the drama. You get the music and the dramatic lighting and the awesome framing of the shots and the fast-paced editing. It all makes it look really cool. And all that that score. Dun, yeah, man, totally. Dun, dun, you, get, dun, you get a couple dun, 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 of untrained boxers in the ring and tell them to do a worked uh, boxing match. It's just flailing fists that have oh, no muscle behind terrible. it. It's terrible. Well, it's terrible. Well, one match looked better. This... Or that Daniel Pooter versus the Miz uh, boxing match. Oh, gosh. That was awful, too. That was horrible. That, that was, was shorter. That was a shoot, too. That was a real. Yeah, that was Boy, shorter. That at least. was terrible. But, yeah, it was obvious. These guys were just trying to recreate, or they're just trying to create a movie-esque fake boxing match. Mm-hmm. And it just, God, it didn't work. No, it didn't work at all. And it was really long. It was very long. They went four rounds. They, it was announced to be you know a 10-round match. It went four before, uh, and it ended in a really terrible way. Roddy Piper uh, body slammed Mr. T. And got disqualified, yep. And got DQ'd. It was after he threw a chair at him, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you, you take into account all the, the, the rumors of, of bad blood between Piper and Mr. T. Yeah. It just makes for a weird, weird match at WrestleMania. It seems like it was on the verge of just completely falling apart at any moment. Yeah, it really did. So, anyways, it was crap. Don't ever watch it. Yeah, Number watch it. four. Four. Akibono versus Will. Big show. Uh, this is a sumo wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, have you watched much sumo wrestling, Steve? I can't say I have. It's pretty cool. Is it? I really dig the uh, the the tradition of it, the the ceremonial aspects of it. Sure. It's really neat. Did this seem like a farce of that? Kind of felt like a farce. To I, me. Well, I mean, it didn't necessarily feel like a, a farce because it felt like they were going, at least going through the motions of, of a truncated version of the ceremonial aspects of it. And I guess in that sense, if, if since they weren't paying the, 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 in full the due respect one normally would to the proceedings of a sumo match, I guess in that sense, if you consider that a farce, then yes. I just feel like... Big, you, show, big Show seemed to have been taking it in character fairly seriously. Yeah. So there's that to it. Yeah, but uh, uh, if you watch it, um, I think back in like the late '80s, back when ESPN used to actually just play sports all the time, mm-hmm. um, they used to show sumo wrestling. Oh yeah, and you know, like the ceremonial aspects they did before this match was a fairly truncated version of what they would do before an actual match. Okay, um, I think the issue is 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 an issue of expectations. I think fans go to a pro wrestling show; they want their their wrestling match i don't know if they're that into the idea of the ceremonial aspect of it mm-hmm. and so you have you have them both in there throwing salt on the on the mat i don't know if fans necessarily appreciate what that's all about my commentary is trying to put it over on the broadcast yeah that's sort of the problem though i was at this mat i was i was there i don't remember dick about it um but i, I guess part of it is just in the setting 
When you're in front of a crowd who is there for a laugh and a good time at a wrestling event, they're not going to give it perhaps the proper respect that a, mm -hmm. an event like this sort of needs to have mm -hmm. for it to matter and for it not to be looked at as a farce. I guess yes. that's sort of my yes. thing. Yes. Because when I think back, we watched it right before we went live. Uh, Big Show in character seemed to be taking it fairly seriously. <laughs> Up until he did the his taunt. Well, that was his own intimidation technique. Yeah, I guess so. He wasn't giggling through it. Uh, but yeah, they're, you know, they do it on on the WrestleMania stage or not on, in the, in the ring, ring. They take the ropes they down. They take the ropes down. Um it it was just silly. And I feel like this kind of thing probably shouldn't be It just feels like silly. Part of pretty much any time the WWE deviates from pro wrestling sports entertainment. Uh at best, the results are mixed. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> wasn't there some, wasn't there, didn't Pritchard mention something about Vince really being into Ake Bono back? Wasn't, was he like the, I could be completely wrong about this. Was oh, he like the inspiration for, for Yokozuna? Yokozuna? Maybe, because that's when he was at his, in the 90s when Ake Bono was at his peak in the sumo world. I thought Pritchard at said something this point, that. At this point, he'd already retired from sumo wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then I think right after this, he started wrestling in all Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's entirely possible, but yeah, it's, 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 like I said, I, I, I enjoy watching sumo wrestling and I appreciate that they put forth the effort to, to bring that style to the WB. I just mm -hmm. don't know if it was a good match. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a good pairing. I should say it just felt like one of those things where, you know, and also I'm pretty sure it was a worked match. Yeah. It definitely seemed like that, which is. Which feels like kind of a. Ch I mean, I'm assuming somebody like Akibono could have easily handled Big Show. I don't think it's just a matter of strength versus strength. I just probably no. There's leverage. There's training maneuvering involved. all yes, that kind yes, of stuff. Yes. So this might have been like a 15 second thing out the gate. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming that's probably the case. I'm not sure the Big Show would have stood much of a chance because yeah. that's not his he's forte. Not, he's not trained. He's not trained exactly, fighter. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, there's also the injury aspect of mm -hmm. things. If you work something you're less likely to get mm -hmm. injured. Mm -hmm. um, so that could be, but it also, it just came off that way. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. came off that way. Especially uh, how Big Show lost. Yeah, but Vince, he just, he like he can't get away from his attractions. Uh, yeah. It's, he likes the attractions. He likes the attraction matches. He likes his, you know, his his giant, giant beefy athletes. And just yeah, attraction for attraction's sake, yeah. not just for, like, no, there's no story. Yeah, I know. I think on, I'm, uh, I read a bit on the, the setup to it, and I guess Big Show must have uh, issued some challenge. And on March 31st, Akibono showed up and accepted it. Mm -hmm. Like they had a weigh in. And okay. then the match happened. Yeah, okay. So not much build. It was, yeah. in that case, kind of like, oh, let's set up a huge attraction between, mm -hmm. you know, a, a now retired but uh, legendary sumo wrestler and, our, and the world's largest athlete. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number three. Three. The gimmick battle royal. It was from WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, kind of a bad idea when you have a bunch of retired wrestlers who were, you know, probably well into their 40s, if not 50s. Uh, so this is the definition of we have too much time on our hands. We need yes. to fill it somehow. Yes. Let's uh, get a bunch of legends, Hall of Famers, some. Which is weird because WrestleMania 17 was one after. One of the better ones. And it was after the WCW buyout. So it's not like they were hurting for talent to put on the no, show. No, was, the card was really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, Vince also likes his sort of more, you know, the, the lighthearted stuff to sort of 
get the crowd back into a, a place of comfort. I think right before this proceeding, this was uh, before this was the TLC uh, match for the tag team titles. Okay. okay. And then after it was Undertaker, Triple H, and then after okay. that was the main event. So, yeah, you, you come down. I mean, the, the, in terms of match placement, it's probably perfect because mm-hmm. this is just a bunch of silliness. Um, but uh, It was over quick. But yeah. it, it, it's just an odd situation where you have, what, 20 retired wrestlers or by and large retired wrestlers toss them in a ring and, and do an over-the-top rope battle royal. Where is I want the list of participants? Oh, it's the scroll down. It's down here. Um, it was the Iron Sheik, Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim looked amazing. Yeah, he did. He looked great. Uh, uh, Luke and Butch from the oh, Bushwhackers, sorry, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, Doink the Clown. I think was Matt Bourne, but I could be wrong. Uh, Nikolai Volkov, uh, Tugboat, uh, Fred Ottman, mm-hmm. aka the Shockman. Yeah, the Goon, Earthquake, John Tenta. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the gobbledygooker, uh, brother love, Bruce Pritchard himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, P.S. Michael Hayes. That was awesome. That was great. He didn't do this though. No, he didn't. But he did. Yeah, he did this. Uh, one man gang, Kamala, Kim Chi, Jim Cornette, Repo Man, and Sergeant Slaughter. Those are yeah. the participants. And then of course the Iron Sheik won without really doing anything the entire match because I Pretty think his knees were entirely shot. Probably. the story I remember hearing at one point. And then Sergeant Slaughter then locked in... Cobra Clutch. The Cobra Clutch. So a little bit of throwback there. People got a good giggle. Um, very, very silly. And you wouldn't see that. Today you wouldn't see that because who has time for that? I know. You know? I know. They, they find otherwise, for example, Braun and Nicholas <clears throat> to give the crowd a chuckle at a moment they don't give a shit about beyond just the most fleeting moment of entertainment. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So, oh, oh yeah. Got a buzz. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Number two. Two. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. This was, I, I've often compared this uh, to uh, avant-garde films. Like they got, they try to make an avant-garde wrestling match. That's the best excuse I could find for this. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> yeah. this punk you of garbage. try to give it some sort of positive spin. Maybe they were trying to do something so artistic it just flew over our heads. Yeah, but then it's just the, the it, layers of meaning. But to this then, match. but then you, so you you sit there and just think about it, even if you remove yourself from the backstory, uh, and you come to only one conclusion: is that just someone in production was was showing pictures of bugs in the ring. Pretty much, yeah. There's only, yeah. there's no uh, extra meaning to it. Really, there's a fairly lazy wrestling match mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. uh, interrupted by, or maybe this, yeah. Because all the pictures were generally masses of insects, mm-hmm. and, and 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 the pictures were filling the ring, and then you have Orton and Wyatt, uh, 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 you know themselves rolling around the ring, taking bumps. Uh, maybe the comparison in this case, because Bray Wyatt said he had satanic powers, and these were the manifestation of his satanic powers. Maybe Bray was trying to compare himself and Orton to those insects. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of. How about this? I'll even go deeper than that. What about this? What if Bray has the powers of Satan? Randy Orton has learned from Bray Wyatt. What if the actual match was happening on a level so much deeper than we can understand? It's beyond our very perception. Like there's a like there's a, a secondary match happening in some sort of shadow realm. Yes, exactly. And this is simply the physical remnants, the physical shadow of that much more. But then explain explain match. the the projections in. It's just a dude in the projection truck hitting a button. Well, you got to say then the, then the dude in the projection truck. That's a diversion to distract us yeah. from what we think is going on. I don't know, man. It's it's it, it's challenging us to look past our perception to think of other ways of perceiving things. Yeah. That's what it has to be. I, I mean, your theory is is pointless without taking into account the projections. Okay, I got it then. I figured it out. Bray Wyatt understands that in re- in our reality, that match is going to look like crap. And so in order to try to approximate to the people what the match is actually looking like in the shadow realm, he paid the production guy to, hey, man, put some bugs on that screen right there, man. And then he's like, yeah, it didn't work, but trust me, that match was killer. <laughs> I had eight arms. Randy Orton had three heads and a snake behind him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But really, and we were flowing in a sea of bugs, man. But all he can come up with is like, what am I supposed to do? I'll give some money to the production guy. I'll put up some bugs on the screen. Mm-hmm. You nope. guys can't fathom how amazing this match is. That'll, I can't even try, but I'm going to. That'll freak people out. It'll freak people out oh, too Oh, man, much. the satanic powers are next level. Yeah. He's like, look, you'll never understand. But I can do this and give you some sort of illustration as to what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you go down to the show. What if you? What if you? See, I'm I'm a bit of an illustrator. What if you were to go down to the shadow realm? You come back and I'm like Larson. You're like Steve. 
this was insane. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, really, Larson? Draw it for me, quick. I couldn't. See? You'd be like this. Here, let me see this. It'd be, I mean, because like, it'd, be, it'd be a flood oh, of imagery. Look at, this, look at this. And then, oh, there was lightning here. And then there was a big demon guy. No, and then there was this dude here, <laughs> right here, hanging out in a loincloth on. <laughs> right. And the biggest damn sword I've ever seen. And he had really long hair. Yeah. Except for a huge bald spot in the back. <laughs> yeah. And he had like spikes for fingers. Yeah. And he was breathing fire. Yeah. And then you show me this and I'm like, what are you, a child? This is crap. This sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But that's your interpretation of it. There, we solved it. That match was actually amazing. No, it wasn't. It was garbage. Moving on. Huge Number pile of crap. one. One. Blindfold match. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Jake Roberts and uh, this is a, this, this is a hot take here. You're gonna say this is actually a pretty fun. It's match. actually a pretty fun match. It's actually a pretty fun. It's match. actually a pretty fun match. We had I've I've heard of it. It's legendary because uh, the gimmick itself is terrible. If you're watching this on YouTube and you see this still, it doesn't really ex it doesn't really uh, betray the actual fun this match is. Because here's the thing: the premise is terrible. Let's oh, get yeah. that out of the way first and foremost. Yeah, it's carried by the strengths and the charisma of the performers. The storyline going on is that Jake, being the, the cagey veteran he is, uh, isn't going to just fumble around the ring trying to find his opponent, Rick Martel. He goes to the people to help him. Mm -hmm. He starts pointing. And then when the crowd cheers, he focuses his attention that way. Rick Martel, on the other hand, he's fumbling around. He's fumbling like around an like an idiot. And so you have this story where, where, where and it's actually executed pretty darn well. It is. Where Jake will point somewhere, the fans will cheer, he starts going that direction, and Jesse's about to get to Rick, Rick happens to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. And so as this game of cat and mouse is actually, again, pretty well executed. If you take the ridiculousness of the entire gimmick out of the way, until the very end, I mean, they, they manage to somehow fight outside for a little bit. Yeah. They get back in the ring, Jake hits the DDT, he picks up the win. But I'd heard so much about how god-awful this match was. Yeah. And I watched it, and I was like, this is actually pretty creative. I mean, granted, they did a pretty good job. our expectations were pretty low. Yeah. But my expectations were really low when you told me about that T-Piper match, the boxing match, and they were kept very low. My, they were, I Actually, my expectations weren't as low as they should have been because that was truly horrendous. This match, I heard how bad it was, and, I, and we put it on in here, and I was like... Oh, this is actually fairly entertaining. And it's pretty clever. I'm getting a kick out of it, you know? And the crowd is super into to it. Be, to be part of that crowd, we're like, oh, go that way. What are you doing? Go that way. They managed to take, take something that could have been 10 minutes of blind fumbling mm -hmm. and gave it some drama. Yeah. And a large part of that was Jake getting the crowd involved. Yeah. And it was actually really well done. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to defend this match. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on uh, that one, man. Uh, until I find evidence to, to not defend this match. And no I can't, arguments for me. I can't see it, though. Yeah. I mean, if it was like you and me in the... I get it. It's funny. If it was you and me in the blindfold match, that'd be a terrible match. But these two yep. veteran performers... Yep. Jake, nothing but charisma. Yeah. Martel. I'm thinking of Paul Roman. Not a horseman. But Paul oh, Roma was. Yes. Martel not. Not... Still Rick Martel, tons of charisma. Been around for a long time. Yep, great storytellers, both of them. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, fun stuff. It Anyways, was fun. Let us know what you But think. utterly ridiculous and really weird that that was Pretty on a weird. WrestleMania card. Yeah, it should have been like on a main event or something. Like a Saturday night main event or... Mm -hmm. Superstars. Know, superstars, whatever show they had on back then. Anyways. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, hope you. Hopefully we'll get another weird match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Any of those could be really weird. 
I, maybe the the Demon Lashley one if they're going to get Gronk involved. That could get kind of weird. Wait, Demon Lashley with Gronk? Demon Balor versus Lashley. And then Leo Rush was calling out Gronkowski. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets involved. Yeah, that could get weird. Gronk's not getting involved in that. Here's my my early prediction. Hmm. Gronk is going to be holding Balor's hand up when he reclaims the No way, man. Gronk's going to be in the Andre Bell Royal to, to, to take it to gender. Oh, that's right. Gender. They still have beef. That's right. Gender. Ooh. All right. Fair enough. Anyways, thanks so much Our for whole, watching. Yeah, he'll be in there with Mojo. He and Mojo are bud, remember? <laughs> I want to see one of those segments with Mojo talking to the mirror and then Gronk's on and the Gronk's in the, the mirror. mirror. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be great. And he just says, 69. <laughs> and then Mojo says, <laughs> nice. Thanks for watching. Until next time, talk to you later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.